Well, hey, 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 it's uh, unplanned as usual. Unplanned podcast. This is like totally not the way to do a podcast. But again, I'm just kind of having fun here, right? So it's 89 degrees at 7.30 in the morning. 46% humidity. Says it feels like 95. Feels like 95 when it's 89. 89, 46. Let's do the dew point calculation. Put it in the computer. 89. Did I say 45? Let's see. I'm going to double check. Double check. The humidity is 46. Humidity is 46. That means the dew point temperature is a whopping 65 degrees, which 65 dew point, it's not bad. I mean, most places have 70s, 80s in the summer, and they're miserable, right? Miserable. But it's 7.30 on a Wednesday, August 7th. Partly cloudy skies here. This is Arizona, folks. August, July, August are kind of our hibernation months. The hibernation. It's like uh, if you're in the Midwest, Northeast, Northern countries where you have snow. Yeah, no end of November, December, January, Feb. Those are your hibernation months because it's kind of can be miserable and things, and you gotta fight the snow to get around. But this is Arizona, baby. I'm walking the bud down the street at 89 degrees. It's not too hot out, and the sun's not smoking down right now. The sun is up, but there's cloud cover. And I should have worn sunglasses anyways, because sunglasses are cool, right? And I do have to squint a little bit, even because it's, it's bright. I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> even with clouds, man, it's bright out here. So, wow, just watched a little Robin Williams, Matthew McConaughey, just having my coffee in the morning. And um, doing my thing from a... What should I say? My, I did read the book of Acts chapter 21, I believe. Yeah, so 20 is cool. And 21. So today's the puzzler, right? I've, I've been through this before. I, I do get a kick out of it because I'm all about the Holy Spirit, which nobody really can articulate, figure out, get, understand. So um, this is the point where Paul's like, man, I got to go back to Jerusalem. And we don't really know why, but it, I don't know why he wants to get back there. But he's like, this is how Luke records the, what's happening. And, and at this point on the book of Acts, Acts uh, there's a lot of we's in there. We, we, we. So Paul is, or Luke is writing um, what's going on because he's with, he's traveling with Paul. So they go on journeys like we spent five days here, then we went to here, and we spent seven days there, blah, blah, blah. And they're getting close to Jerusalem and, and um, in the theme of the Holy Spirit, uh, they want to get there for Pentecost, which I, I love that stuff. So for some reason, Paul, and Paul wasn't even participating in the very first Christian Pentecost, but it's a Jewish thing. And this is what we often forget, especially when we, organized religions that you know have come up with this term called pentecostal so there's a whole group of christians that are pentecostal so they get labeled right 
and and uh, labeling and grouping. I'm sure there's a Harvard PhD dude who's brilliant, and they just they just call that uh, you know groupings or whatever. I don't know, but I'm really opposed to grouping people. We're all individuals, so um, we're all human, and we you know we may be someone may be able to identify us and associate us with a group but the I don't know so the fancy word would be fallacy the fallacy is to say you're a member of this group therefore you are aligned with all the worst things in that group or the best things in the group too so but it's just not it's just not a valid thing because we're <laughs> here I am bunny trailing on the bunny trailing on the analytics of groups how in the heck did i get on that and uh it is kind of interesting yeah pentecostal that's how i did so pentecostal is a grouping which i've really i don't don't know if i've ever met i may have met one or two people that i don't spend a lot of time with them um, because i probably have succumbed to the same kind of uh stereotyping of other of groupings right like oh you're oh you're one of those oh okay well you know which is really you know even as magnanimous and wonderful that i think i am and so open-minded um even your great podcast host succumbs to grouping stereotypes so maybe i should just have the self-awareness to wake up and say yeah it's such a strong pull um, yeah, so also I noticed that people is this concept of can I trust this person? Can I, um, you know, who is this person, right? So you're whoever's listening to the podcast, you don't know who I am or anything, but some some people do. One person might. <laughs> I don't know. So Paul, baby, Holy Spirit. So the 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 dilemma, the question, the cool thought is like. And I, I tried pulling this off for somebody and they just, they don't, it's a tough one. So here we go. So Paul's on his way to Jerusalem and um, the people are like, hey dude, uh, there's a bunch of people in Jerusalem who are kind of pissed off at you, you know? So we don't recommend you go there. <laughs> and Luke, the book of Acts doesn't really explain how pissed off these people are or why they're pissed off, right? So, and I think I have to read into it more and think about it some more. Like, why? Because, I mean, Paul's been to Jerusalem before and he met with uh, with guys and been there and he didn't really have a problem. So, uh, so why this time would there be? I, I don't know. I don't think we ever really get the answer. I have to look look harder as to what is the mood in Jerusalem at this time that is having these people like warn them and go, "Hey, dude, I don't think you should be going to Jerusalem right now." And uh, Paul kind of like listens to him. And goes, "Yeah, okay." And what's to me what's cool is the way the word says the the Holy Spirit told these people that um, they should tell Paul that he shouldn't go 
to Jerusalem, right? And then he's kind of like, eh, eh. And then on top of it, so a second opportunity about that time. So while those dudes are telling him, nah, don't go there. Uh, Holy Spirit said, don't go there. And then, then this guy named Agabus, who I think showed up earlier, and he's a prophet. And so he's connected with God. And, and he comes up there and he says to Paul, he takes his belt. And it's a visual thing. Takes his belt and he says, hey, uh, the guy who owns his belt, if he you know, goes to Jerusalem, is going to get arrested and things like that. That's what the Holy Spirit told him. So, so, so I, maybe I'm making it more complex than it is, but Paul's like, okay, I hear you. Um, I probably shouldn't go to Jerusalem, but, but I'm going to go anyway. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to go. And so to me, I'm puzzled. I'm like, it's very, I don't know, I have to think about it a lot. I think it's really worth thinking about. It's like, the guys are telling him, like, hey, dude, you're going to get arrested. It's not a, not a good time. Uh, the people hate you up there or something, or I don't know what, what the deal is. Exactly. Because, uh, so, I think some of it had to do with circumcision of all things. Which is kind of weird because they, uh, like a couple years earlier, they resolved that as far as the the Christians go. They resolved it. The Jewish people that um, took on the, the faith, they were okay with not circumcising people. But apparently this was starting to piss off the Jewish people more and more that... Um, Paul was going around to these cities, and you see it, he goes to these cities all over the, from uh, Tur- today's Turkey into Greece, and he stops at the synagogues, starts preaching about Jesus Christ and how Jesus as a Jew was, you know, in the, understood the Jewish law, but everything was made new, and the the Holy of Holies, the curtain was torn and everything's over. It's a new covenant, new way of God relating to us. So he would start, but he'd start with them because it is, it is an all a progression out of the God's working, God's story, God's uh, working in people. So he'd go to the synagogue and say, hey guys, I'm Paul, your Jew dude. I used to be Saul, I used to attack these guys, I used to used to uh, um, put him in jail because I didn't believe what they were talking about and this whole Jesus thing and murdering Jesus and this kind of thing is not what it's all about. Hey! Buds, you're not following along, bud, huh? You're getting in the way of the traffic, bud. You're not obeying the rules here, bud. Hey, come here. So now I got a little diversion. I got to get Bud back on the leash. He kind of slipped out of his leash harness because he wouldn't follow along. And there's traffic out here, Bud. It's people are trying to get to work and school and stuff. So where are you wanting to go, Bud? I don't get it. 
coast is clear and you want to go across. That's what I thought. You should have just come with me, bud. So, um, he'd go to synagogues, um, talk about how the prophets, the whole Old Testament was all leading up to the coming of Jesus Christ. And um, so he'd go to the cities to try it out for three, even as many as three weeks, you know. And then he'd finally get pissed off at him or something, or the, it says the Jewish people would get hardened. They'd get a hardened heart, jealous, whatever, of Paul. But there's always the Gentiles and God-fearing Greeks, they call it. People with uh, the God's calling to follow him. So they would follow him. But then, you know, some Jews would be like, well, don't they need to get circumcised and all this stuff? And they went through that a couple years before. So that was kind of settled. But I guess the general mood and the, the Jewish people were like kind of ticked at Paul. So he's going up. He's going to Jerusalem. Um, the guys didn't like him, the Jewish people, and they started to beat him up. They started beating the crap out of him. And somehow the Roman guards came and they kind of saved him from the Jewish people beating him up. So uh, he's now in uh, with a Roman soldier guy in jail prison and he that's that's how that chapter ends so it's a it's a two-parter i think it's chapter 21 and 22 is a two-parter so we end abruptly the chapter 21 with paul about to to speak to the people because the the roman guard said he could he could speak to them so that's what we're gonna do tomorrow we're gonna read about Paul. He's once again going to tell him the history um, that, that God is doing. Did something different now. With, it's a new covenant. So circumcision doesn't, doesn't mean anything. You don't have to do circumcision. Which is a big deal at that time. To us in 2019 it's like a non-issue really whether you're circumcised or not, but for them, it was a huge issue. So my brain did kind of go like, well, what is the equivalent of circumcision in our day? I mean, and I think we have lots of them. I think it's all down to this organized religion. You know, what's the boundary markers? What's the, you have to do this. You have to have your you got to have a list of five people that are far from God that you're praying for. You got to go do the Great Commission. You got to, I mean, even if you don't go overseas, you got to, you got to give to your wallet bleeds. You know, you got to give to the church for the Great Commission people. <laughs> so that is kind of like circumcision today. So I'm identifying it. Am I owning it? Am I going to own it? Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Am I going to own it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's this podcast. Bud, what are we doing now? Come on.
let's go you got you got your business done let's go it's hot and you're breathing heavy let's listen to yourself bud yeah i could hear it on the podcast your heavy breathing you poor little bud so that means we should go home now it'll keep the podcast short too people will love that so what's in it for you on the podcast listener well I hope you're blessed you know what do we know the Holy Spirit is the tricky one that's that's the uh, the puzzler in this story because I said to someone like well if the Holy Spirit is guiding Paul and he knows that he wants Paul to go to Jerusalem and Paul's gonna follow that why why do these apparent contradictory messages get sent into Paul it's kind of weird because it's like it's a mystery to me like why would <laughs> I believe in the Holy Spirit right I'm trying to be all about the Holy Spirit but here's a case of like well the Holy Spirit was adamant about these people telling Paul that going to Jerusalem he's in trouble and I'm puzzled because I'm like, well, if the Holy Spirit really wants Paul to go to Jerusalem, why is he giving this message to other people, letting them know that if he goes, he's probably going to get arrested and thrown in jail. And it's probably may not be a good thing, but Paul's like, I'm, go- I'm down with it. I'm good with it. I'm Okay. This may be, this may be true. It's, that's probably what's going to happen, but I'm going anyway. I'm going anyway. So I don't know. Is that a message for all of us? Even I, for a listener, my one listener or two, is that a message for you? Like you may have, it's not so much opposition in this case. I mean, they weren't opposed. They were just saying, Hey man, I don't know if this is a good idea. Uh, the Holy Spirit is telling me that you're going to be in trouble up there. And, you know, the Holy Spirit's telling me you shouldn't go up there or you're going to get busted. The guy, the, the whole deal, right? So does that happen in our lives? I mean, maybe that happens in our lives. We get people saying like, well, you know, if you do that, it may not work out so well. So is there a message here? I, I mean, I don't know what that is. I mean, I think the, the Holy Spirit will uh, speak or inform or give an indication to people, but it's a mystery. I mean, uh, is that is that conclusion that it, it, other people may say? This is not a good idea. And it may be from the Holy Spirit to them too. But it's up to us to stand firm and say, no, I'm going to, I'm proceeding. I'm going forward with this because that's what God wants me to do. Even in, even in the presence of opposition or difficulty or challenges. Wow, that's a significant message. I'm hearing it. I got something to do. 
I'm not getting a lot of support from especially even the church. So, but I think I better keep going. I mean, I got my, my own church leadership is like, you're, uh, you're a stumbling block, man. Yeah, well, I'm a stumbling block to your stupid ideas is what I am. So maybe, maybe you should listen to the stumbling block as to your stupid ideas. Yeah, no. So, and I'm also kind of learning like not to fight the opposition, but go forward with my my thing. What am I called to do? What's my purpose? My why? And I think my why is the transformation. It's the next 500 years. We got to get out of this reformation, trying to create the perfect church organization, and understand that it's God Almighty. God Almighty, we had to celebrate everybody's call. Everybody has a different call. Paul had a call to go and get arrested, get thrown in prison for four years, <laughs> which is coming up, which is also curious about the inerrancy and inspiration word of God, because the last book wrote, Paul wrote before this is Romans, and he's all talking about how he wants to go to Rome, or he's going to go to Spain, and he's going to come soon. But he doesn't know that he's going to get arrested for four years. He's going to be in jail. And he's not going to be going to Rome nice and casually. He's going to be going to Rome as a prisoner. So the Holy Spirit, God Almighty, inspired word of God, inerrant, decides not to include that in the book of Romans. But I notice that because... I'm reading the Bible as a story, as a flow, as a, as a historical record of God working in the world. That's how I'm reading the Bible, not, not as words magically expressed for 2019. No, you can't just pluck verses out of the Bible and say, well, it's God's word and it says this. And now I'm doing my mocking or whatever I'm doing. Which I realize, listening to Robin Williams' five-minute acceptance speech, he does a lot of voices. So, I might just be a comedian, dudes. I'm a a renaissance man. I'm a theologian. (laughs) I chuckle at that because I don't really know what he wants to be a theologian. Theologian is like the worst thing to be, I think, because... I mean, for a time it was great in like the Middle Ages, like, oh, that was the, you know, get a, go to, get a PhD in theology or something. But it's not a gift of the Holy Spirit. Theology is not. And systematic theology is such a hilarious thing, right? It's like, I got the Bible, and we're going to start with the Bible as our source. Sola Scriptura, sola, the five solas. Martin Luther, yeah, that's good. It's good. But the thing is, they got this systematic theology now. Like, okay, these, look at the scriptures. This is the beliefs. And um, we can systemize, systematize, systematize God, right? And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, time out, bro. You're going to systemize God, putting him in, definitely puts him in a box, right? I'm like, isn't the message of the whole thing that God does what he wants and 
He intervenes when he wants. He allows certain things to happen. He stops other things from happening. That's not going to fit a systematic theology, is it? Unless you like say, like, well, part of the systematic theology is that God can do whatever he wants. <laughs> so that doesn't sound like a system now, does it? Anyways, a little cheap shot at systematic theology and theology in general. We are to live, people. So I got one minute left. I'm home. It's a nice short walk. One minute left. So people, it's not systematic theology. It's living in the presence of the God Almighty. You're in on the joke, as Rob Bell would say. We're in on the joke. The joke... This life, I don't know, I don't have a job, I have no income, but I'm pressing forward. I had some good conversations the last couple of days, and maybe it'll lead to something. But I'm also pressing ahead with the world-changing Six Sola book, The Spiritu Ambulatio. Sola, Spiritu Ambulatio. It's everywhere. I just read Acts. 21. And what do we have there? We have Spiritu Ambulatio. We have Paul walking in the Spirit. Even when others say, don't go. He's going to go. And it's going to suck. He's going to get arrested. <laughs> people, are, people are about to like get 40 men to want to ambush him. They're going to talk. What's coming up next is there's going to be 40 Jews who are like, hey, uh, guard. Uh, we want to we want to hear Paul again in front of the, the the Jewish leaders. Okay, can you send him over? And and they don't really care to listen to Paul. They just want to kill him. <laughs> so that's what Paul's walking into, man. How would you like? I mean, I don't. I may have. I don't know. I have this imaginary opposition. I don't have opposition. What what frickin' opposition? I have fear over people opposing me. Nobody's opposing me until I speak up or say something. So I don't really have 40 people out to kill me right now. So what do I got to worry about? What do you have to worry about, listener? Do you, you, do you have opposition to you? No. We and I, this just sounds like this, uh, you know, limiting beliefs kind of stuff. I mean, I, other people have named it limiting beliefs. I'm such a stubborn son of a bitch that I can't just accept other people's frameworks. I have to challenge every fucking thing. <laughs> So, so limiting beliefs. Yeah, okay, I've got fucking limiting beliefs, but I don't want to like walk around going, oh yeah, Michael, you have limiting beliefs. <laughs> of course I got fucking limiting beliefs. You're just naming the thing. So to me, it's like, how do I spiritualize? And, and I don't want to take that and spiritualize it. I'm saying like, let's come at it from the other side, which is the spiritual side. Paul is heading into unknown. He doesn't know that there's 40 or 100 or two people that want to kill him. Ends up being 40. Not a good thing. <laughs> but that's where he's headed for. Even though he got warnings against it. And we don't see Paul later on going, Damn it, I should have listened to those fuckers. <laughs> I should have listened to Agabus. He told me that I was fucking going to get thrown in jail here and people were going to kill me. Anyway, so there's your Bible lesson full of F-bombs today. So, I don't know, is that my shtick? I don't want a shtick. I just want to be real. I want to be myself. I want to live. I want to have live in my power zone, whatever that is. It's not fabricated. It's my authentic self. That's what I fucking want to be. Just live. 
breathe deep. But the stuff I say just fucking confuses people. You know, I'm like, I'm like five steps ahead as Rob Bell would say, you know, stay, don't get, don't get too far ahead of people. Just a half a step ahead, right? So as I contemplate rewriting, reformulating this book, which was a frickin' diatribe of pissed off observations, which I can do, I can make pissed off observations. Not too many people are interested in my pissed off observations. So how do I turn that around into a transformation? And uh, because pissed off transfer, um, observations are easy, they come natural to me. I just, I can, there's not a damn thing that can happen in front of me that I can't get pissed off and be a contrarian or whatever the fuck. So instead of the church people going, oh, you're a contrarian, figure out how to fucking use the people that are gifted and contrarian, will you? I'm part of the fucking family of God. I'm a human being. I've got a spirit and soul, and God's not pissed off at me because this is the way I am. Figure out how to use me. And they don't, they won't. They're not going to figure out. They don't want, they can't figure out how to use me. So I have to do it myself. I have to back off. I have to go a half step. I have to do a transformation. I have to write a book that's about transformation for myself, of course, how I do it. But more importantly, how I can impact others so that they can walk in the spirit, so they can grab on and go, you know what, damn it. I get for 500 years, we had five solas and this old dude in Germany that used to be East Germany for 50 years. And all that shit is Martin Luther. And those guys reformed, they started something. They reformed the church. Well, I get it. This Michael Ward dude is telling me, we're done with reformation. It's time for personal transformation. That's my message. I'm trying to transform. I'm not going to be fucking perfect. But let's celebrate going in the right direction. Okay? You just, you don't have to get it perfect. You just have to get it going. Right? Right? Who said that? The great theologian, wisdom speaker, French guy named Ryan Levesque. French guy. I'm labeling him a French guy. Ryan Levesque with an S. But, you know, the French don't do that. They just... Levesque. Rion Levesque. Rion. Hey, Rion. Rion. Rion Levesque. Uh, come on, diton, uh, eine Frage. No, no, this is Deutsch. Uh, die, die Frage Methode. That's the ask method. Frage. Question method. What's a, what's a, come on, diton, en français. Uh, uh, j'ai en question. But that's, that's a noun. Question is a noun. But what's a verb to ask? I'll have to think about it. I'll have to look it up. Anyways, the listener. Google it. What's the French word for the verb to ask, not the noun question? All right. Bye-bye. Oh, where are we? Where are we? Neat, 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 neat. 31 minutes. Grace, peace, love, and mercy. Amen.